All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. Hello, my name is Alex Mason and I am your host. Hope you're doing amazing today. We're going through and talking about comparables, the process of using a comparables company analysis in order to understand what the valuation is for a target company that you may be looking at. And we talked about a couple of steps already. We talked about figuring out what makes a good comparable. We have talked about what the financial information that you want to get is and where you actually find that information. Last episode, we talked about spreading the comparables, compiling that information into a single document, such as Microsoft Excel. And today, we're talking about benchmarking. Benchmarking comparables. Well, what is benchmarking? Benchmarking is just making some simple comparisons. So at this point, we have things like our equity value, our enterprise value, things like our sales, EBITDA, other kinds of metrics that tell us financially from a numbers perspective where our company falls and where our other comparable companies fall. So for example, our target company might have $4.3 billion in sales. And let's say our comparable companies, let's say maybe there's five of them. One of them has $3 billion in sales, another has eleven, and so on and so forth. So that's what we did last time in terms of spreading. But benchmarking is what do we notice when we compare key statistics? So if I'm looking at my target company, I'm saying, okay, we've got $4 billion in sales, and one of our comparables has $11 billion in sales, and another has $2 billion in sales, then I know, okay, these are different size companies, but they're not too far off in size. I mean, $2 billion is definitely different than $11 billion for sure, but it's way different than $200 million, for example, or $20 million. So that kind of lets us know that our comparables, at least from the perspective of that specific financial metric, in this case, sales, is not too far off and might be good for our analysis. So want to ask ourselves a question. Where does the target company fit within the broader picture? So if I'm looking, again, just using this example of sales, if I've got a $2 billion sale company, an $11 billion sale company, and my target is at four, and then let's say I've got some other companies kind of in between in that range, what does that tell me? Well, that tells me that, all right, my target company is somewhat within this range. Contrast that if my target company, let's say it had sales of $20 billion and all of my comps, the sales were 10 or below, then that would be a problem for me because then I would say, oh, wow, like my target company is way bigger in terms of sales than all these companies that I feel like are comparable are they really that comparable or what's what's causing the situation? Are there no public comparables of this size with this business model that are out there? Or what's going on in the industry? There may be something else going on. So that kind of spawns off a list of other questions that you might ask yourself in order to better understand the validity of the numbers that you've compiled. Another thing you can ask yourself is, how does your target company fit within the tighter picture when you're looking at the most relevant comparables and what makes those comparables most relevant. 
So let's say I went ahead and I spread my comps, I got my target company, and then let's say I've got five comparables. But really, if I'm looking at the numbers, I'm benchmarking, I'm looking at, okay, how similar are our EBITDAs? How similar are our net income? How similar is our sales? And if I notice that there are certain companies where the metrics just fit way better than some of the other comparable companies that I'm looking at, maybe I want to include those in the analysis and maybe I'll kick out the others if they're not really that great of a fit. So what I'm doing is I'm narrowing the range of comparable companies because remember, what is most relevant is most important. Think about it from a client perspective. If you're presenting some comparable companies analysis to a client, do they really want to know if your company, like let's say that that for the sake of uh, example, let's say that your client is Target and you're pitching them a deal, like some kind of merger with, I don't know, like Walmart or something, something like that. In your comparable companies analysis, maybe you find another retail store is Ross, Ross stores. But let's say that that Ross's store's sales are way, way lower than, than Target and Walmart. Well, yeah, technically they have the same business model. Technically you find them in strip malls and they may have similar types of customers and the demographics may be the same. But when it comes to the numbers, you can clearly see a difference. You might just kick Ross out of the comparable company set because it's just not that relevant for this specific situation. So that's what I mean when I mean when I say that you want a tighter picture of the comparables because remember the whole point is to actually use this information to make a decision. Help the client make an informed, accurate decision based on evidence. So the way that you shape that picture can either make things more clear for the client or less clear. So definitely want to make it more clear. But In essence, that is benchmarking. You're comparing these different metrics and asking yourselves the question of, does this fit? Does it not fit? Why is this similar or why is this different? So that is benchmarking comparables. That's what I got for you today here on the podcast. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the final step, which is actually determining the valuation range for the target company. That's what I got for you today. Have an amazing day. And I'll see you next time. All right, bye.